Welcome to the Mojo Rising podcast, where I, Julie Stevens, reveal the most powerful ways to make cancer suck less. I was diagnosed on June 14, 2022, with stage four aggressive, inoperable, and chemo-resistant colon cancer with a 14% chance of survival. By using data and the very best of conventional and traditional healing to guide my holistic approach, I was able to fully heal my stage four colon cancer in nine months. If I would have followed the standard of care offered by most American oncologists, I would be dead. I created this podcast to share everything I've learned to help you have the most enjoyable, efficient, and effective healing journey possible. If you or someone you care about is a newly diagnosed cancer patient, this is the podcast for you. For more information and to access the resources we've built for patients to make cancer suck less, please go to mojohealth.org and become a member of the Mojo Movement. Now it's time to get your Mojo Rising. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Mojo Rising, How to Make Cancer Suck Less. And this week, we're going to talk to you about something that's really exciting, because this is something everyone needs to know. It is the foundational protocol. So what are the things that it doesn't really matter what treatment you're on or what sickness you're dealing with or what's happening? These are things that we all kind of need to have a steady supply of in our body. And many of you that I've spoken with have said, well, aren't I eating a good diet or I'm trying this or I'm trying that. And the reality is, is due to the mass industrialization of our food sources, the, 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 the quality of the food we're getting every day has gone down. So it's more and more important to get your food supplemented with these sorts of tools that we're about to talk about today. So I'd like to take a quick minute and introduce you to Oscar Sierra. So Oscar, will you share with our listeners that maybe haven't listened to us before a little bit about your background? Yeah, so I'm an herbalist. That's the one word short answer. I function largely as a naturopath, although I uh, did not go to naturopathic medicine school, but I've gone to the trainings and conferences with enough of those to where that's kind of what my practice looks like. So it's not exclusive. My training is not exclusive around botanical medicine. It's also around functional medicine, looking at lab markers, uh, looking at um, nutraceuticals like, you know, vitamins and nutrients and not just how they prevent scurvy, but how they can, in a therapeutic dosage, stave off uh, some disease or prevent, mitigate uh, some other pathology or side effect from a drug or a cold, common cold or whatever. So, so we're going to be talking about not just kind of how to not get scurvy or, you know, quash your core. We're going to be talking about how to, how to get ahead, not just how to not get behind. So, and that's really important when you think about this, because when you feel better and your body's operating better, it can draw its attention towards healing and not towards reducing inflammation or dealing with this or doing with that. And we want all of our body, all of our available in, you know, inflammatory cells or, or, or all of our available, you know, um, markers to be focused specifically on reducing the cancer burden in our body. So that's really kind of the other joy of this, of helping to create some core health so your body can actually be focused on killing cancer. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about, Oscar, why does everyone not do this already? Uh, there's no good reason why they're not already doing it. I mean, you know, people on uh, you know, their cancer journey should all be doing this. But frankly, a lot of people that just live in a city exposed to all the petrochemical, you know, diesel fumes and glyphosate, Roundup, pesticides, herbicides, plastics in your food and Tupperware 
cosmetics and everything else ought to be doing this simply because they they don't live in Timbuktu and Shangri-La where it's uh you know super organic soil and no pesticides herbicides environmental toxicants you know if the if you live there then you probably wouldn't need these things but uh but no one does so the reality is that these things are are foundational for especially in a cancer journey because of the onslaught of side effects and damage from conventional medicine, which can be pretty cool, but you know, no one's going to pretend that uh, that chemo is going to make you jump faster or run, um, you know, run, run faster, jump higher. Why, in your opinion, does a doctor not recommend a foundational protocol along with chemotherapy today? Because they're not trained in it and uh, they probably would get in trouble from their superior officers up the chain of command that they're doing something even remotely outside of the standard of care which is all about selling procedures and selling drugs. Okay, so that's a really important factor for our listeners. We just want to break down for everyone. The standard of care that your oncologist has is to reduce the cancer burden in your blood. That's to reduce the number of cancer cells that are actively floating you know, across your body. It is not so you can live a long and healthy life long after cancer. And that's really why it's so important for you to advocate for yourself build your own strategy and make sure you're looking at this in a holistic manner. So just want to reinforce your doctor's not recommending this because it's not what they learned in medical school. And you've heard me talk about this before, but that is because the Flexner report, which was published in the 1909 in 1909 went through and said, if medical schools taught anything but pharmaceutical laboratory science, they'd lose their funding. So your doctor didn't learn about this because of the Flexner report, which was launched in 1909 which was paid for by the Carnegies and the Rockefellers. So it's really important to understand that your doctor doesn't know this because of capitalism. It's not for it because it doesn't work. It's not because it hasn't been deployed across the world, because these are the resources that are being deployed in other countries. Because, okay. of, all, because of oligarchism, really. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's talk about what is the foundational protocol? So these okay. are the tools and resources that you would use to build your body. So what specifically would you recommend, Oscar? All right. So we talked about the why. So let's talk about the what. So, you know, in order of importance, uh, botanical treasures and inflammaware, which I'm holding here, are typically number one and two. And sometimes one is number one. The other, sometimes it's the other one. It kind of depends on the scenario, depending on where someone's baseline inflammatory levels are. So if someone has an inflammation of somewhere above, you know, five, I might put inflame away uh, at the number one on the importance list and at a higher dosage, especially acutely. And if someone already has a pretty good handle on inflammation, their diet and lifestyle, then I might put botanical treasures as number one. But either way, these are both pretty darn important and they cover a lot of bases. They cover a lot of bases because herbs cover a lot of bases. So one herb covers lots of different bases. It's called a pleiotropic effect. It, you know, for example, turmeric hits, but the main ingredient of botanical treasures hits, you know, cyclooxygenase 5, which is an inflammatory pathway that Celebrex hits uh, lipoxygenase 5, uh, which is another uh, inflammatory pathway and prostaglandins and all these different avenues of inflammation. But that's just one herb. Now, there's like a bunch of different herbs in here in, in synergy. So you don't just eat carrots for dinner. You eat, you know, roasted carrots with some, you know, parsnips with some, you know, uh, wild caught fish and a little butter and some herbs and seasonings, you know, and some roasted uh, red potatoes with the skin on them. And you get a variety of things. So, you know, herbs work in concert, just like meal works in concert. So these are 
beautifully in concert specifically to address the issues and pathways that cancer cells use to metastasize, use to communicate with one another, use to create blood vessels and angiogenesis, use to evade immune detection. So they're not just random herbs that are good for you. They are specifically botanicals and, you know, things like resveratrol, which is from a plant, but, you know, really truly a refined substance that is more on the lines of a nutraceutical. But these are, uh, you know, thoughtfully and deliberately designed to cover the pathways that cancer patients need covered. Okay, so time out. Let's just make sure that everyone understands what he just said. I believe before I had cancer that X plus Y equals Z. If you had cancer, you took chemotherapy and you would be cancer free. What I didn't understand is there were a whole lot of different ways besides that one pathway of chemotherapy that you could use to either treat or heal cancer. So it's important to understand that while you're doing one thing, it doesn't mean you shouldn't be cutting off all the other pathways you can to increase your likelihood of success. So that's something that's a little different from what you learn outside of your traditional standard of care operation. So there are multiple pathways to heal cancer. You want to be addressing all these pathways. Okay, so Oscar, you mentioned, sorry, did you have something to say on that one? Yeah, I mean, I kind of equate, you know, like Atlanta, right? Like there's a bunch of different ways to get to Atlanta. You can come down 75, you can go across 20, you can, you know, come down 400, you can take Highway 78, you know, from Athens and Stone Mountain, you know, and if, and if one you know, if the four, Highway 41 where the big chicken is, is blocked, you can take 75. And if 75 is blocked, you can take 41. And so these, you know, different people's cancers use different roadways preferentially. And when you put all of these herbs together, it kind of covers a little bit of all of them. So it's going to inhibit cancer coming in on Highway 20, Highway 78, you know, 285, 400, 85, you know, Highway 41. So does it do it by completely blocking 75? No, it just puts some really annoying speed bumps along the way because you don't necessarily want to block all traffic. You just really want to make it hard for the cancer cells to come into your city. And so that's kind of the analogy I like to give is when you put a bunch of these all in the same pill, you're covering a lot of different pathways. Okay. So that was in Flame Away and Botanical Treasures. And both of those help to reduce inflammation. Is that correct? Both of those help to reduce inflammation. Why they is it help. important to reduce inflammation? Uh, so the, the unique, uh, you know, there's many different types of cancers. There's many different geographies of cancer, and there's many different people who have cancer. But all solid cancers, uh, be it breast or prostate or lung, all thrive in a inflammatory microenvironment. That is to say that the juices of inflammation, and, you know, just like ice cream has many flavors, inflammation has different flavors. We mentioned you know, COX-2 and, and LOX-5 and different prostaglandins, those are different flavors of inflammation. So, you know, most cancers out there are solid tumors and therefore they're thriving because of one of one or more of these flavors. You may not know which one, but sight unseen, guess what? This is gonna cover it at least a little bit. Now, if you know exactly which flavor, you can go more hardcore on Highway 75, or you know that it loves coming in from Athens on Highway 78, you can really hunker down on that pathway, but sight unseen, it's a safe bet to cover a little bit of all of them because guess what, it's not gonna hurt. So yes, inflammation is gonna be a critical part of any cancer uh, growing. And so you target inflammation and all the different flavors that it entails. Okay, so that's taken away one of the pathways that we know helps create a hospitable environment for cancer. What are some of the other parts of the foundational protocol? 
Okay. So for example, vitamin D is another uh, really important, uh, and this is a D, A, and K. So vitamin D and K synergize to weather together. So does vitamin A. So it's a little unsafe to take high dose vitamin D without the K because it can raise your serum calcium. You don't want your calcium in your, in your arteries. You want it, you know, in your bones. So um, the vitamin K helps keep the, the calcium in the right place. Vitamin K on its own merit has some interesting anti-cancer actions. And so does vitamin D. For example, P53 is a gene that is called the guardian of the genome that uh, many people and cancers have a, a P53 mutation, which uh, basically helps it evade immune detection. So it, it, it helps not get uh, weeded out in quality control when the immune system says, senses an aberrant cell that shouldn't be in circulation making copies of itself. So uh, this P53 thing, there's no drug that upregulates P53, by the way. There is some things like vitamin D that do. So it helps put these quality control checks back into play so that your immune uh, system can start detecting these weirdo cells that don't need to be there. And it's not uh, it's not a sleep at the wheel at the factory with quality control. So that's one of many reasons. I mean, apart from just not getting colds and flus, which suck when you don't have cancer, but really suck if you do have cancer. So sure. that covers some bases there. And so that's, so vitamin D and vitamin K, and I think it's really important to, to recognize what Oscar just said. The way that these have been designed are really to optimize how your body can receive the medicine. So they put them in tandem. So that makes it a little bit easier for your body to actually internalize that and get the full nutritional value from them. Yeah. So you don't have to buy a vitamin D and then separately a vitamin K and then separately a vitamin A. Like, you know, peanut butter is nice, jelly is nice, but peanut butter and jelly together is like, you know, way better. And that's the way nature works. It works better together than apart. And if you know the right recipes that, you know, like peanut butter and jelly, that's a simple recipe. You know, vitamin D, A, and K is another really simple recipe that works better in synergy than it does uh, alone. Okay, great. What else is part of the foundational protocol? Uh, part of it, magnesium. A, because, you know, again, if you, even if you don't have cancer, most people are magnesium deficient simply because the soil sucks. You know, it, the magnesium washed away into the, uh, the Gulf of Mexico and the, and the Gulf of Mexico, the Pacific Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean. So our broccoli, assuming you're eating it, no longer has magnesium that it did before. And our need, so the supply went down and the demand went up. The demand went up because toxins, not even chemotherapy, but definitely chemotherapy, but other toxins like, you know, breathing in uh, funky fumes and heavy metals, which are, you know, all, all kinds of places, increase your demand for magnesium. And so if your supply was already lower and your demand was even higher, like Russ Jaffe, MD, PhD, our friend, says that we're talking now a fourfold difference and need for magnesium. And that's not even including, you know, platinum drugs, which lower it even more. So... This is a pretty well-tolerated magnesium that is not likely to give someone the runs, especially if they take a little bit twice a day rather than a lot all at once. So, um, you know, energy level, let's say, you know, one of the big suck things with cancer and radiation or surgery or chemotherapy, you know, kind of doesn't really matter what which one it is, the number one side effect is fatigue. And, you know, magnesium does 300 things, but if, if I was to maybe just say the one that's most important with with cancer cases is just, it helps keep your energy level from tanking. 
Okay, great. That that was actually going to be my question. So that's perfect because you mentioned two things: one, it helps with toxins, and then of course it helps with energy levels. So really, yeah. Exciting. Also, a lot of these have uh, are constipated, or if someone's in pain and they're taking opioids, you know, morphine or or fentanyl patch or something like that, it's likely going to cause constipation. And uh, good, not excessive, but good twice a day dosings of magnesium can help kind of prevent that constipation okay, great. safely. You know, no problem before, during, and after chemo. No problem, no problem before, during, and after opioids. No problem. So this is this isn't. Oh well, I can't take it if I'm on a drug. No, no, no. You need to take it if you're on the drug. For sure. You need extra. So, Oscar, what other uh, what other supplements would you say are important as part of the core foundational protocol? Zinc. So another one, kind of like magnesium. Most people are deficient in zinc anyway. So just you know, independent of being uh, on the cancer journey. Most people need zinc and especially being on the cancer journey, because if you're, you know, zinc does many, like magnesium does many, many things, but if you're going to boil it down to maybe two things that are, that are especially important in cancer cases is, is a, uh, it helps your immune function. So, you know, one of the leading causes of death and cancer is, is not the cancer, but a lot of people don't die of a cancer. They die of an infection, right? Because the radiation the surgery, the chemotherapy made their immune system completely crap. So whereas they might have gotten a little cold for a couple of days and bounced back because they had the chemo radiation surgery, they got a cold and died. So zinc is one of the things that helps keep your immune system strong. And this particular version of zinc, I like to say is pre-chewed. What does that mean? It means that someone else chewed it before you did. A person, no, these are yeast. So they actually feed the zinc to yeast and they, they eat it up and then they shove those in a capsule and then you eat them and then they go across the, the, the castle bridge and unload their pay payload like the uh, the Trojan horse, and then behind the castle wall that is your your cells, they're now absorbable zinc as opposed to just you know chewing on on a metal that causes nausea. So it's pre-chewed, it's easy to absorb, it helps your immune system. So that's you know the, the immune system function is the one thing. But the other thing is that like inflammation, one of the other things that feeds all solid tumors is copper. So angiogenesis is the process by which cancer cells build roadways and high, highways and bridges to supply their little towns to become cities and big tumors. So if you can prevent those roadways from being constructed, you can prevent those towns from becoming cities. How do those roadways get paved? They get paved with copper. What offsets copper? Remember, everything has a yin and a yang in nature. The sun goes up, the sun goes down. There's night, there's day, there's cold, there's hot, there's fire, there's water, there's zinc, there's copper. So you increase the zinc and you help lower copper and it becomes harder to pave those roads with the copper to make the roadways for cancer, uh, small tumors to become big tumors. So those are the two things that underscore, you know, why is zinc important, especially in cancer? You just mentioned something that I, I want to just ask, and, and I'm not sure if the answer, and that is the thing about the yeast. Would all zinc supplements always have that? Or is that something specific to the types of brands that you've selected? There's only two on the marketplace that I know of, and and Donnie's brand is one of them, and it's it's actually a pretty good deal. I mean, uh, it's it's not really any more expensive than the other ones. It's just way better absorbed. I myself have thrown up on zinc supplements before, uh, so I'm fairly sensitive to them, and uh, this is fairly well tolerated. I'd say more than the other brands of zinc, and it's better absorbed. So no, this is not a standard. This is something that that. You know, this particular line, Donnie's brand Natura, thought ahead and said, you know, how can we really optimize absorption of a metal? Because 
your body doesn't just absorb metals. It's like, you know, eating a can opener, right? Your body's going to be like, oh, that's a metal. I'm, how am I going to absorb that? So, but if you have someone else break down that can opener, put in a capsule and then absorb that yeast, because we eat yeast all the time, it's in the environment. Uh, we're good at absorbing yeast and inside the yeast is that zinc. So, no, this is uh this is brilliant thinking. This, the work has been done for you, basically. We're, we're kind of lucky that someone just dumbed it down for us and just says, okay, if you take these things, it's not going to cover everything, but you got a lot of bases covered here. For sure. Okay. Talk to us a little bit. I know another one of them is around Omega. So talk to us a little bit about that. Okay. So once again, you know, we're just as a population, we're just not eating a whole lot of Omega threes and or sevens. Uh, we're eating a whole lot of the, the bad sixes, which is in you know, crappy food with canola and soy and corn oil, which is in most everything you eat out. It's cooked in crappy oil. So, you know, fish, chia, hemp, flax, walnuts, these are sources of good, clean omega-3s, assuming that they have not been uh, oxidized or cooked. And we're just not eating that much fish as a population. And uh, EPA and DHA, the kind of active ingredients within fish oil, have been shown to be anti-cancer and antithrombotic and, and all the good anti-inflammatory. So they're going to cover a lot of bases. Also, there's just some drugs, you know, for example, in prostate cancer that really tend to dry people out. And by dry out, I mean dry skin, dry eyes, uh, mouth dryness, and, you know, being lubed up with good quality water and good quality oils like the Complete Omega Essentials really keeps people from drying out. So especially here in, in Georgia, like in the wintertime, people dry out a whole lot. So it has not just the EPA DHA from fish, it has the omega-7s to keep your skin nice and uh, lustrous and uh, and moist. And, and uh, it has some GLA in there, which helps balance hormones and some pine seed oil. It is really a complete oil uh, supplement, not just fish oil. And anything besides that sets this omega up apart from others on the market? It's really the only one that I know that has all of them. I mean, I don't know of a single other one on the market that has the uh, the, the the good threes, the the GLA, the good six, the seven, the nine from all. I mean, it, it covers them all. I don't know of another one out there that does. Okay, cool. Well, that's great to know. Okay. And then the last one I know specifically targets gut health. So let's talk a little bit about that. And this is the last of our core foundational. Yeah. So uh, probiotic, right? So in the last 10 years, there's been an explosion as to how important our microbiome, which of course has not just been there the last 10 years, it's been there since, you know, we were uh, of coming out of the oceans in tadpole form or whatever you want to, you know, every, uh, every animal is entirely dependent on their microbiome and we're just getting the tip of the iceberg here. So uh, for two reasons, one, uh, drugs tend to work better when there's a stable, diverse microbiome and there's good studies on chemotherapy drugs working better and sometimes working not at all when, when there is a, a complete crappy or non-existent microbiome. By that, I mean the good bacteria in between your mouth and your butt. Of course, you have a microbiome in your eyeballs and your nose and your skin, but um, the, the oral probiotics are what we're talking about to help diversify and strengthen resilience of your immune function and increase the efficacy or potential efficacy of some of these drugs. So uh, pretty cool stuff. And this covers a lot of bases. Now, why is this even more important? Because some of these drugs are in the antibiotic class, right? And also 
most Americans have taken many rounds in their lifetime of antibiotics, which means that their diversity and resilience of their microbiome already took a hit even before you had cancer. So you probably needed uh, probiotic help irrespective of cancer, but now, especially with cancer, you really need that support. Okay, great. I think that's so important. And I've been doing a lot of research on gut health recently as well. And what I didn't understand was that what these probiotics do is really help you digest your food differently so that you can get nutrients from anything you eat or drink. So without taking a probiotic, it kind of doesn't make sense to do a lot of other things like buy organic food and do all these things and do all of that. I mean, I guess it always makes sense to buy organic food. Let me say that. But the probiotic really gives you the supercharge from anything you're doing outside. So it's really a really valuable tool in your arsenal. Okay, so that completes our core foundational protocol, but we know there's more than that. And that is what's required. That is the minimum valuable or minimum valuable supplement strategy that anyone should deploy. But there's a lot more that gives you foundational health. So let's break into some of those like the greens powder and the mushroom synergy and the vital adapt, et cetera. So Ostra, can you walk us through what we would consider our full foundational protocol? Yeah, the adaptogens are really key. You know, the, the core one is kind of assuming that someone is already taking some kind of adaptogen maybe in their smoothie as like shizandra, for example, I take shizandra powder in the- Let me time out. What is an adaptogen? Okay, so an, I'm sorry. So an adaptogen is an agent that helps you adapt to stress. And that could be environmental stress, like it's hot, it's cold. That could be uh, environmental toxic and stress, like you're inhaling diesel fumes. It could be there's mental emotional stress, you're going through a divorce. It could be any manner of stress. So that, and, it, and they help uh, restore balance to more than one system. So there's a digestive system, there's a musculoskeletal system, there's a nervous system. So by definition, an adaptogen, say like ginseng, shizandra, astragalus, reishi, cordyceps, you've heard of these in, you know, making their way into coffees and soft drinks and cocktails and mocktails and you know, hair care products, you name it. It's all the vogue and rage now to add adaptogens to, you know, your toothpaste or whatever, which, you know, some of it is just window dressing. Some of it is probably legit. But so they're by definition, trophorestorative, which is a, a fancy word to say that they help bring balance to a system. They cover more than one system at the same time, two or three, four systems. So respiratory, nervous, digestive, immune, whatever. And they are non-toxic by nature. So it's like you can't really overdose on ginseng or shizandra. I mean, it's possible, but you know, good luck. It's not going to happen. It's like as, as, as difficult as overdosing on like squash. Um, so they're nourishing, they're trophorestorative. They cover more than one system. They are bivalent. Example, what does bivalent mean? It means that it doesn't always push something up or down. Example, blood pressure. Uh, Eleuthera, if you have high blood pressure, it lowers it. The same Eleuthero, if you have low blood pressure, guess what? It raises it. So it doesn't always push blood pressure up. It doesn't always push it down. It has this intrinsic, it knows which way center is, and it helps it, you know, find that center, whether it's pushing, you know, blood pressure or um, uh, blood sugar up or down, it tends to help just find that balance. So that is the definition of an adaptogen. And who would not want to have this in their life, cancer patient or not, right? You're going to have more energy, be more resilient to uh, environmental stressors, to social uh, and uh, psychological stressors. You're not quite as tired. Um, I mean, right? I mean, sign me up, right? Uh, now, the additional stress of cancer and or radiation or chemo or surgery is going to, on top of just the stress of being in 2024, you know, America, uh, 
even more. So yeah, these are important. So Vital Adapt and Power Adapt are two nice mixes of liquid adaptogenic compounds that you can put in your coffee, your tea, your smoothie, your water, your cocktail, your mocktail, your mouth directly, whatever. They help kind of bring a lot of these to the table that are specifically have some intelligence around um, cancer. And there's some cancer research. There's not just random adaptogens. There's ones that specifically have been shown to help healing within the cancer realm. Okay. Can you break those down? So what is the value of Vital Adapt specifically? Well, I'll tell you what people report. I mean, I can talk about it in terms of, you know, hypoxable, hypoxia inducible fact, HIF-1 and heat shock protein. And like, it makes cancer cells more susceptible to heat and oxidation, all these things, but that's kind of heady. The thing that people just report is just, they're just have way more energy. Like they call it their rocket fuel. Um, so they can make it through the day and make it through their work, despite, you know, the, the side effect of fatigue from radiation, chemo or surgery, which is normal, but it's not as bad when you have these adaptogens under your belt, right? It's not like caffeine where, yeah, it will give you energy for a little bit, then you're going to crash and you're going to, you know, wreck your adrenal function and central nervous system. Okay. So what about power adapt? So the difference between vital adapt and power adapt is small. They're, they're almost the same formula. The difference is that power adapt is a little bit more warming. So it's winter here. I am thin. Uh, I, I don't have a whole lot of, you know, padding on me. So I love power adapt in the wintertime. It helps me from getting as cold. And that's one of the big side effects of doing a lot of IV, you know, whatever, vitamin C or chemotherapy. A lot of people are just, you know, freezing their butts off there. And the, and the IV, the, uh, the sweets, what do you call them? The infusion sweets. So it's basically a little bit more warming. It's a little bit better suited for, you know, a population over 65, especially it's hard to go wrong with power adapt because they generally, you know, have all the sweaters and hats when they're indoors. So, you know, older people get cold easily, uh, but some of us younger people do too. So that's basically it in a nutshell. Okay. What else would be part of our full foundational protocol? So you've got the greens powder, which is most people are just not eating tons of vegetables and greens. And um, so we like to add some additional greens into the smoothie or zoom balls in a very easy, fairly tasty way. So that's enlivened by Natura or proline greens by Nutritional Frontiers. There's certainly some other pretty decent greens powders out there, but those are two companies that I just happen to know personally that I think make a pretty well value um, added product. Uh, whey protein is another one, which is, you know, this guy. Hold on, let me ask you a couple quick questions on the greens before we get to whey's. So what will the greens powder do for you? The greens powder is just going to help you check off the, you know, the five a day in a, in an easy way, right? So, you know, yes, you should still be eating, you know, the cruciferous vegetables and um, all those fiber containing foods to help your microbiome, but they have the, the, the greens, all the phytochemicals from the greens, and they have some additional nutrients in there to just, you know, make sure that, that your energy level is good and that um, that your pH is going to be good. So they, they help bring the pH up a little bit as well. So that sounds like it would be good for everyone, especially anyone who doesn't eat five servings of fruits and vegetables, which is a lot of the American population. Which is so most say, of the American population. Yeah. yeah. Okay, perfect. Okay, so I didn't want to interrupt you. You were just getting into the whey protein. Yeah, so the whey protein, and I really don't think of this as a, 
as a protein supplement. I think of it more of as an immune supplement because yes, there's some whey in there and yes, it does have some protein in there, but it's mostly something to help your immune system uh, be resilient against foreign invaders. So it has colostrum, which if you or someone else came out of a mother and was breastfed, then you're at least somewhat familiar with colostrum. <clears throat> and a baby, a newborn baby has no immune system because it just came out of the womb. It really needs that microbiome to develop its immune system, recognize, you know, friends from foes, but it doesn't have that. So the mom, knowing that this little critter is going to be crawling around everywhere, putting things in its mouth, wants to give it a, a, a head start so that it doesn't die from some floor bacteria uh, of a baby crawling around on the floor and putting its hand in its mouth. So the mom gives it this immune boost, if you will, of colostrum. And so that is already in the beyond way. So it's organic grass-fed stuff with a little colostrum, a little extra magnesium, it's anabolic. So one of the things that happens with advanced cancer is that people tend to lose the, the wrong kind of weight. They're, they're shedding muscle and bone. So um, it helps you from losing as much of the good stuff because <clears throat> it's anabolic. Okay, great. What else would you say is part of the full foundational? Uh, mushroom synergy, I would add, because mushrooms cover a lot of bases. Uh, they are all of them. I don't care if it's your portobello mushroom from your grocery store or your reishi or chaga from mushroom synergy, but they're all going to support your microbiome. And uh, a healthy and diverse microbiome is going to be one of your best friends to not get the cold, the flu, COVID, or anything from, you know, your favorite people to make out with or be in the same room with or your kids who are going to, you know, third grade and coming back with all kinds of beasties, right? So when you have a diverse and resilient microbiome uh, and the mushrooms help make that happen via the beta D-glucans and many other ways, so they help immune function and um, and they they have a, a offensive, it's not such defense, they actually help kill off bad guys as well. So it's defense and offense. And there's some really great research like Robert Rogers, our friend up in Alberta area in Canada, has put together a book of all of the mushroom medicine published clinical trials. And most of these are cancer. So in Japan, I mean, they, they this is a, a pharmaceutical, you know, in Japan, they, they inject turkey tail mushrooms into cancer patients and breast cancer patients. I mean, this is a drug from mushrooms. So, you know, we're not uh, we're not making stuff up here. This is pretty legit stuff. And, you know, that's one of many, many mushrooms. So the, the turkey tail. So that's one of many mushrooms in this formula. So the defense and offense and a safe bet. Okay, Oscar, mushroom synergy. So one of the things you taught me when I was coming to see you all the time is that not all supplements are the same. And in fact, you can go get a bottle of turkey tail mushrooms or lion's mane's mushrooms from your grocery store or from GNC, but that's different from what you're providing through Mushroom Synergy. So why is it different and why does supplement quality matter here? Yeah, it's a big deal. There's there's a lot of companies putting, there's a $6.5 billion industry in the US alone of stuff with mushrooms, capsules, tablets, teas, coffee products. You know, I'm a big fan of mushrooms. We probably have Paul Stamets largely to think around making this a little bit more mainstream. However, a lot of it is just marketing, lip service, and, you know, uh, window dressing. The quality and the quantity of a lot of this crap, of the stuff is crap. So uh, the stuff in the stuff that we recommend is a better quantity and quality. So we'll talk about dosing here in a second, but 
the quality is such that it's both from um, fruiting bodies, largely some mycelium as well, and that it's not just rice. And, uh, and there's actually beta D-glucan in there, as opposed to a lot of the stuff coming out of China, which is very low in beta D-glucan, you know, one of many active medicinal compounds which help regulate your microbiome and, and your gut bacteria and the way that your immune system functions and the T cells and the B cells. So uh, yeah, quality and quantity. Okay, cool. Okay, what else? I think there's two other things that we have in our full foundational protocol. Um, what would be the other two things, Oscar? I think one's vitamin C, is that right? Vitamin C is uh, a much underappreciated, fairly cheap thing that people kind of forgot about. Our friend Russ Jaffe, MD, PhD, is a huge fan of vitamin C ever since hanging out with Linus Pauling for many years back in the day. And it's a great antioxidant. It's a nice way to kind of uh, reset your immune system and, and your your colon by kind of giving yourself a flush every once in a while to kind of just reset things, which is a great idea, especially if you have allergies or if you're doing immunotherapy, it's a good idea to just, you know, just like your car. It's a good idea to just clean the car every once in a while. That way you probably won't have rust as much on your, on your paint. So uh, vitamin C and this stuff is, is really strong. So uh Big fan of vitamin C, a lot of bang for your buck for antioxidant um, potential. Okay, great. Okay, great. And the last one I think is Cell Guardian. Cell Guardian is a really nice mix that, you know, was kind of designed largely for breast cancer patients with a lot of the, the botanicals and nutraceuticals that have uh, in the research shown to be efficacious in both uh, preventing first time uh, estrogen, especially, dependent cancers like breast or, or uh, uterine or ovarian. But, um, but it turns out that a lot of the, the things that help clear the excess estrogen also help clear, you know, diesel fumes and paint fumes and printer fumes. So, you know, I recommend this for people that don't have ovaries that are just in a, a high toxicity environment. So uh, Cell Guardian is a nice mix that, especially taken at night, which is kind of when your liver does when the liver does most of the detoxing is, is at night. So I like it at night. It can be taken any time of the day, but uh, it's especially great for an estrogen dominant type of situation or when there's an estrogen receptor positive cancer. But frankly, it's good for just anyone that needs to not just clear estrogen out, but clear out, you know, paint fumes and car exhaust and whatever else we're exposed to okay, in great. a safe way. Okay, so I think you said for out of all of these that we've just talked about, the ones that you would say are the most, the most, the most important, if memory serves, was botanical treasures and inflame away. Is that right? Yeah, and again, inflame away is sometimes takes a backseat depending on how much inflammation is going on, but but it's the most urgent. So if someone has a CRP, let's say of 110, which is supposed to be below one, well, let's I've, I've I've measured it with people that are at 110, which is super high. You know, like that's a big, that's important and urgent. It's not just important, you know, like the copper level is important, but it's not urgent, right? Like you're not going to bring that copper level up or down in a day or three, but you can bring that inflammation down from 110 to 10 in 10 days. How do I know? Because I've done it. And how did I do it? Among other things, I used high doses of inflammatory to the tune of like 17 a day. Yes, I said 17 a day. Now that's a lot, but guess what? It was urgent and important. It was critical and important. So yeah, it was a big deal and it was a big success. You know, did we do 17 and climb away a day 
for weeks and weeks and months and months. No, but we, we hit it hard right off the bat and we scored. I think I started at 10 a day and had to, you know, titrate back over, over a week or two. So I totally appreciate that. Okay. So we just got into an important thing, which I think is dosing. And so you think you can grab your bottle and look at it. And if it says two pills, then I take two pills and, and that's the right dose. But I've definitely learned that is not the accurate approach. So let's talk a little, little bit about dosage. Yeah. So dosing is an art, you know, the, uh, the art of medicine and healing is an art. You know, I can, I can give you kind of a general window, but this is, this is why we really want people to work with someone there that can assess their unique situation. But what I can tell you is that the dosing on the bottle ain't what we recommend. Okay. Pretty much ever. Um, so like this, I'll give you kind of like the standard dose, but I will say with a strong caveat that, you know, you may need more, you may need less. Talk to your healthcare practitioner, talk to your Sherpa, talk, you know, talk to your doctor, probably not because they don't know what the hell these herbs are. And it'd be like asking your car mechanic for legal advice, right? Like talk to a, a, a lawyer about legal advice and talk to your car mechanic about your carburetor. So um, DAK, a good starting dose for most people is two a day with food whenever. Uh, dual mag. You know, there's a whole protocol around how to find your dose. You know, Oscar needs four twice a day. If I take six at once, I'm running to the bathroom. Some other people run to the bathroom at two twice a day. So you just have to figure it out. And there, it's another conversation. But whatever it is, it's twice a day. You know, is it four? Is it one? I don't know. Whatever gives you loose stool is too much. And you go one minus that. Uh, botanical treasures is typically four a day. Sometimes during radiation, we'll go, you know, five or six a day especially for some people, you know, if they smoke, maybe more because they, they're oxidizing way more. Um, what else we have in flame away? Like I said, it could be anywhere from, you know, one a day if, if their inflammation level is 0.3 or if their inflammation level is 110, then, oh my God, like 17 a day. Uh, a general rule, if you don't know, then you just do four a day and that's something. And then, then you check your numbers, you work with a practitioner and you have them adjusted. But four a day is typically kind of where I start people. Beyond whey, that's a whey protein supplement. One a day, don't overblend it. If you're losing too much weight and need to put on pounds and having a hard time eating, maybe two or three a day, but one a day is a safe bet. The greens powder, same thing. One scoop a day, throw it in your, in your uh, smoothie, put it in your Zoom balls. Uh, that's a good start for most people. Uh, the complete omega essentials, uh, if it's dry where you are and or it's, you know, you, you run dry or need a, or on a medication that dries you out. Six a day is a good dose. If it's during the summertime and you're getting plenty of good oils, maybe four a day is enough for you. So somewhere between four and six a day with food. Could be all at once, could be whenever uh, in the freezer so you don't burp them up, but with food is best. <clears throat> Next, who am I missing? The probiotic, typically just one a day. And if everything is going really well, uh, sometimes I do one twice a week if everything is going really well uh, and someone is not undergoing, you know, active treatment. Um, what else are we missing here? Everyone who's listening to this, just so that you know, you and, and you didn't have a pen and paper as you're listening, if you're out on the, on the walking or, or driving. On a hot date. On a hot date, hopefully listening to our podcast, you, we will have a download of all of this available at, at, as we publish this podcast and also on our website. So all this information around recommended dosing will be available to you. But Oscar, when you think about this, why can't you just trust the dose that's on the bottle? Because it's not for you. And also because the supplement companies are forced to do these FDA dances where 
they are ridiculously conservative about their dose, you know, in case someone has a third of a liver and one kidney and uh, one nostril and, um, and has all of the genetic mutations that make them, uh, you know, uh, mutant, uh, you know, they, they have to kind of like assume that someone is like a five pound baby. Um, and that's the dose that they put on there. So it's, it's in, so technically speaking is pretty relevant. Okay. Okay. So another question we have is, are, will you have issues taking any of these with treatment? So generally speaking, not, there are some of these things that, um, it is theorized, uh, maybe, make some of the drugs work less effectively, although there is uh, no proof of that. It's just kind of theory. Uh, I wouldn't worry about any of it with the exception, and this is yet to be proven, but just for the sake of not having an argument with the oncologist, the fish oil and um, and uh, venetoclax uh, or BCL2 inhibitors, or let's just say, to keep it simple, fish oil the day of chemo don't, or, or and platinums also don't do it. I don't think it's really a problem, but it's not really, it's not going to matter anyway, whether you take it or not. So just to, just to not have that argument, don't take the fish oil the day of chemo. You can take it before, you can take it after, um, you can double the dose a couple of days after, if you missed a couple of days, it's really not going to hurt you or help you either way. But, but uh, in case people want to be air on the side of extra caution, the fish oil on the day of cancer, um, yeah, that's it. All the other ones you can do before, during, and after uh, chemo or radiation or surgery. Okay. What about with food or without food? Yeah, generally speaking, the fat with food. So vitamin D, A, and K are all fat-soluble vitamins. The fish oil is obviously fat-soluble. Generally speaking, fat with food. And uh, and then for the water-soluble stuff, like the B vitamins and the herbs and the uh, vitamin C, whenever, basically, with food, without food, doesn't matter, whatever works for you. Okay, great. Let's talk a little bit, little bit about the supplement quality. We we met, we hit on this just a little bit earlier, but I do know that brands matter. And I believe one of the things you've mentioned earlier, if you've talked about how some supplement companies will say, yes, we've got nettle in it, but they're actually using the wrong part of the nettle. So can you talk a little, little bit about how you understand or what some of the criteria would be or how you selected the brands that we've identified for our foundational protocol? Well, most of these are Natura, which is Donnie's company, which is just a, a small family-owned company that's not owned by Nestle or Big Pharma, which we're happy to support because we're doing good work in the cancer realm and community. And because they just kind of kept it simple, stupid for us. And they put they already put all the stuff in there for cancer patients that, you know, like there's great herbs and bottles of herbs and nutraceuticals for colds and flu. Well, great. Uh, Natura put one together that has a lot of these same herbs, but the ones that are good for colds and flu, but also are anti-cancer. Well, you know, the whole line is kind of geared already towards cancer patients. So uh, the second reason, besides that it's a great company that we'd like to support, second reason is at the helm is an actual herbalist that's extremely detail-oriented and quality-focused. So um, Donnie has already uh, vetted a lot of these companies. So he didn't just go and find, you know, a um, a saffron. He found the best one that has the most research, and that's the one that's in vibrant mind. He didn't just go find a St. John's one. He went and found the Sabinsa one from Europe. That's the most tested. It is the most pure. It has the most research in it. So quality matters. And yes, the part of the plant. So you know, it's not just. Uh, so turmeric has leaves and shoots and roots and rhizomes and 
you know, herbalists know which part of the plant, how it's processed, when it's harvested, when it's planted to have the best efficacious outcomes. So, you know, other companies don't know this. They just, you know, they know the, the chemistry, but they don't know how to grow a plant. You know, you know, you have gardener friends. It's a special, you know, I'm not even one of them. I, I don't grow the plants, but I know how to, how to dose them. And I know what part of the plant to use, but most people don't. They just think that, you know, turmeric is all the same thing. You know, like it doesn't matter what part of the plant or when it's harvested. Sometimes it does. Who would know? An herbalist would know. Absolutely. So beyond all of this, of course, you need water, you need diet, you need rest, you need exercise, you need to find your flow, you need to maximize joy. All of these things are important. So they're all foundational. They're not just important. You, you can't you can't live very well or very long without flow or water or good air or good rest. For sure. So what we're saying is all of these supplements are things you need on top of that. But these are the foundational supplements in which we think are really important. I wanted to share with you a little bit of a pro tip, and that is it becomes, it feels a little daunting when you begin this to have all of these bottles and have to open them up every single day. So one of the things I would do is to actually build out a spreadsheet, or we will be developing a sorting tool sheet for you to understand what supplements you should take when and chart that out across your worksheet. So that's something I would do. I use it. I have it on an Excel, but you can do it in whatever format you want so that you understand what supplements you take in the a.m. before you eat, um, with food at lunch, in the afternoon or an evening. So that's one of the tools that I would say is go ahead and chart this in a spreadsheet so that you understand what this looks like. And we'll go ahead and start that for your foundational protocol. But we would say to go ahead and get a week-long pill sorter. I actually do mine two weeks at a time. So I can do all the sorting of all the pills at one point. And then it's just as simple as grabbing the, the pill sorter for the day, popping it in your hand, and taking back the pills. A couple different other pro tips to help you as you're trying to swallow pills, lengthen your neck. Don't shorten it. So if you have problems swallowing pills, go ahead and throw them in your mouth. I sometimes have to use the curve of my tongue to get them going down the right direction, swallow them down. But certainly... Have, you know, and, and swirl them around. Uh, so if you put them in your mouth and put a tiny bit of you know water or lemonade or tea or whatever, and then swirl them the, around your mouth so that the, the entire pill gets wet and lubricated, they slide right down a whole lot easier. Awesome. Cool. All things, just go ahead and, and slide them down. Now, there's a few of these also, Oscar, that you can put in your smoothie in the morning or something like that. So any that you would say specifically you would recommend um, opening up and potentially putting in a smoothie. Any of them, you could open them up uh, with the exception of Inflamaway. That will ruin anything instantaneously. The flavor is so disgusting and strong that I would just keep them in the pill. So, you know, theoretically, you know, you could open up the DNK. You probably never noticed that there was vitamin DNK in your smoothie or your Zoom balls or your peanut butter and jelly sandwich, or really the Beyond Way doesn't really have any flavor. You know, um, in most of these you could open, no problem. Just basically anything but the Inflamaway. Okay. And that's one other point we point out of the Beyond Way. So as you're thinking about your smoothie, if you dump your supplements in, your proline greens and other things in, um, you want to make sure that you blend your smoothie almost to the point of being perfectly done and then put that way in at the very end because it will chop up and ruin um, some, of the, some of the support, some of the uh, value you're getting from the supplement if you do it too early in the smoothie process. Any other tips or tricks like that, Oscar, you'd mentioned for our audience? Uh, Zoom balls. I mean, you heard me talk about it a few times. So for people that, that don't do smoothies or don't want to open them up and put them in your peanut butter and jelly sandwich and just hate taking pills, you could just open these things up, mix them with some peanut butter and honey or almond butter and honey, or I love Georgia pecan butter and honey, 
and you know maybe some goji berries and some cinnamon and cardamom and roll that sucker up into a little you know play-doh ball and stick that in a tupperware and that already has the powders in there and are you going to taste the um the vitamin d in there no you're going to taste peanut butter and honey and who doesn't love peanut butter and honey so you you put 10 days of of zoom balls in a tupperware and that's another way that you can you know deal with pill fatigue for sure the important part is i can't tell you enough i didn't understand how much better i could feel before i had cancer it literally took me having stage four aggressive and operable chemo-resistant colon cancer to invest in the right supplements so that I could solve the core health issues that made cancer present to begin with. So all of these foundational protocols will increase your vitality. They'll make you feel better over a long time. They'll help you wake up in the morning and have more energy, find your flow, all the good things. And I truly, at this point, cancer-free, feeling great, really could dial back on everything, but I feel so dang good, it's just not worth it. So it's part of my life for here on out. And I can encourage you all to really break this down and start somewhere, even if you can't afford the full foundational protocol, start somewhere based on what you've learned today and add on as you can afford to do more and more over time. Oscar, anything else you'd share with our audience? I'd say like with some of these things, like, oh, I have some magnesium supplements at home. Well, go ahead and use that first, right? It's... Um... Great. Like there's not a, there's not a, so long as it doesn't have any artificial colors or flavors, there's not a bad one out there. It might not be as good as dual mag, which is really well tolerated with your GI and not as likely to cause loose stool, but yeah, go ahead and use, use your vitamin D first. You use your magnesium first and then, you know, use that up and then get the stuff that's probably a little bit better, more efficacious and a better bang for your buck. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for dropping these knowledge bombs on our audience and helping them understand what they can do to rebuild their body and come into this in, into this as strong as humanly possible. So we really appreciate that. And for all of our listeners, just do it. Just start. Just choose you. Just invest you. Start with one. Add a second. Add a third. Over time, it doesn't have to be all 10 to right to begin with. But I will tell you, your life will be better after you put the right fuel in your body to not only fuel your immune system, but to fuel your, fuel your overall health. So from the bottom of my heart, Oscar, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for dropping these knowledge bombs on our audience. And for all of our listeners, may you live long and lucky. Thanks so much for joining us today for another episode of Mojo Rising. Peace. Disclaimer, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on this podcast are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of Mojo Health Cooperative, LLC, a Georgia limited liability company, its respective officers, directors, employees, agents, or representatives. This podcast is presented by Mojo Health Cooperative and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without consent. The material and information presented here is for general information purposes only and not intended to supplant the expert advice and or consultation of a medical doctor and or a licensed physician and or an attorney. In short, this podcast is not intended to replace professional medical advice nor legal advice. The Mojo Health name and all forms and abbreviation are the property of its owner and its use does not imply endorsement of or opposition to any specific organization, product, or service. Again, none of the content of this podcast should be considered legal advice nor medical advice. As always, consult a lawyer and or a licensed physician in lieu of relying upon the advice of any of the participants of this podcast. The hosts or hosts of this podcast are not licensed lawyers, physicians, doctors of osteopath, nor medical doctors in any jurisdiction anywhere. The hosts of this podcast do not practice medicine and do not profess to be able to do any of the following. One, diagnose, heal, treat, prevent, prescribe, or removing any physical, mental, or emotional ailment or supposed ailment of any individual. Two, engage in the end of human pregnancy. Three, treat human ailments. Nor four, perform acupuncture. Mojo Health Cooperative LLC is not responsible for any loss damages or liabilities that may arise from the use of this podcast.
Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed the ideas shared here, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify. Please share this episode with anyone you think could benefit from the knowledge bomb we just dropped on you. You can find short video clips of the best moments from this episode at mojohealth.org and on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at mojohealth.org. For more information and to access the resources we've built for patients to make cancer suck less, please go to mojohealth.org and become a member of the Mojo Movement. Thanks everyone for listening and we hope this episode has got your Mojo rising.